The name's Bond. James Bond. Hello, welcome to Bond and Beyond, our James Bond podcast here on the Red Spotlight Entertainment Network. With me, or I should say, being dragged, is uh, Peter Martinez. How are you doing, Peter? Hello. Hi. What's going on? I said I made something uh, specifically for this podcast, and I'm going to present to you what I made. I made a dirty vodka martini. While uh, for us to, for me to engulf on as we embark on this James Bond journey together. How uh, wonderful. If you were recording uh, here at my house, I think uh, I would have made you one. You think? No, I would have definitely made you one. I would have definitely made you one. And I would have spit it in your face. I don't think you would have liked the dirty... No, you don't really like alcohol you drinks, as uh, we found out in the last episode. No, I'm not crazy about alcohol. This is like an alcoholic. Literally the only parts of alcohol I care about are the effects. And if oh, I'm not getting drunk, drinking it to get the effects, then I don't want to drink. <laughs> you want no part yeah. of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of part, we're talking about part three and part four of the James Bond uh, film series. And that is a uh, Goldfinger and Thunderball this time around. Uh, Goldfinger. Uh, my story with these movies are the same. I saw them uh, when I was binging James Bond and I was just like grabbing bond as i went uh all the movies and all that shit that could be taken very wrong i took it wrong uh, <laughs> um but anyway uh we'll get into the nitty-gritty of uh of a uh, goldfinger first and then uh we'll talk about thunderball a little bit later so the first up we have probably what's regarded as like the gold standard <laughs> of uh, James Bond films uh, called Goldfinger and it has everything that uh, that would be in a James Bond film and it's right here uh, and we're here with you so let's talk Goldfinger uh, yeah. Peter I want your initial react uh, Nick initial initial reception of Goldfinger okay Goldfinger directed by Guy Hamilton here we go. Everything he touches turns into excitement. <laughs> Special Agent 009 comes face to face with one of the most notorious villains of all time. And now he must outwit and outgun the powerful tycoon to, to prevent him from cashing in on a devious scheme to raid Ford Knox and obliterate the world's economy. So your basic James Bond plot. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you like the film, or uh, do you feel like these films are getting better to digest, uh, get uh, better to grasp, or do you think that uh, this was... Uh, uh, are you against the grain of where this film is in terms of like everyone else with this movie? Every one of these films is the same film. I need to get that out of the way. I will say this every episode, every week. 
four months, okay. I will do it because it is true. Uh, that has that trend has not been bucked yet. Um, that being said, I see why people love this one particularly so much. Um, mm -hmm. Of the ones I've seen so far, of these old ones, I would agree that it's probably the best. Um, and I also feel, um, because we'll talk about the next one. Um, the, the one after this, which Thunderball. is Thunderball. And um, I've also seen You Only Live Twice. And then, what was the one after that one? I forgot. Honor Majesty's okay. Secret Service. Um, uh, I don't really think I've gotten far into that one. Uh, but this one... Out of the, again, the old ones that I've seen, probably the best one. Um, okay. So, so far, far. Of all the movies yeah. you've seen, okay. Um, because the next two... Um, well, I noticed with this one, this was the first, like, themed James Bond, it seemed. Okay. Like... The, what kind of theme? The theme is, like, gold. <laughs> Like everything's gold, shiny, Fort Knox. Okay. Uh, gold like there's finger. like a the next one. There's like a gimmick, gimmick for uh for the villain and all that. And the stuff. next one is obviously like the fucking under the sea shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like uh, we'll get to that. We'll yeah, and the it. one after that is like Japan, like basically Japanese. Japanese yeah. He's at a sumo uh, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. and it's just like all mm -hmm. for it, ninjas and all that And, I mean, that makes sense, because what is this, the, the fourth one? The, the third. Th uh, Which one? Are we talking about Goldfinger? Goldfinger, yeah. The third yeah, one. Yeah, so this is where they're transitioning to, we, we, need, a, we need something to continue the series. Um, but, yeah, this... this this is like, uh, for those early films, it's like, okay, I see everything they've been leading to where they've been making each film, the first film, very bare bones, second film, a little bit better. And this one, it's like, ah, okay. We've officially hit. This is where we are. We've arrived. We've arrived at the official Bond formula. Like this, from the gadgets to, to the villains, to the action. Back to, to formula. Um, to everything. It's like, okay, this is what, bond will represent um and as always you know i don't okay i partially do this because i give a shit you know i i want to make the show mm -hmm. good but i also do this because if i didn't i'm every i i would confuse these films so goddamn much like they run together like like you know like those paper that's kind of see-through that has images on them if you put like 50 stacks of paper together and try to differentiate uh -huh. like one paper from the other they all run together um because because it's a remake of each film is a remake of the last one although slightly different um so i have to They're like different edges and yes all that stuff so but... i have to take notes just to make sure like oh yeah that was part of this film that one went to this film so okay but these are my notes um goldfinger okay Okay, so yeah, okay, now now it's it's all coming back to me. Um I wrote the shot where the bad guy was in the girl's reflection was cool. 
Because I remember that. <laughs> yeah. There's a shot. Uh, I don't remember where he's, what's going on. Where he's sucking face with a, with mm-hmm. a girl. And uh, he sees the bad guy with the knife coming at him. Uh, and he puts uh, he puts him in the bathtub. And, and, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. I'm not there yet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Point right. being, um, that was cool. I was like, oh, that's a nice little artsy shot, you know. Um, and then two seconds later, I wrote in all caps, did he just use her to block the bad guy's hit? Because I'm pretty yeah. sure he literally, like, turned her around and then, like, he like, she, to, like, she got punched by the guy. Was she, like, a bad guy as well? I wasn't um, clear on that. I've always had that feeling like she knew that that guy was there. Uh, just waiting because for Bond. Not, and just, like, he just she, said, fuck her. <laughs> and she kind of used herself as, like, I guess, bait for Bond. I, I guess. guess. Um, yeah. Oh, and then I uh, the next line I wrote was heat, heat lamp kill was cool. That was cool. Yeah. And then the way it leaves, like, oh, God. Like, this is, like, this is where it become, comes to, like, the cold opening standard of like where the bond series goes after this. Uh, Cause it's like, you know, shocking, very shocking, you know, and then closes the door and then uh, Shirley Bassey's theme song Goldfinger comes on and that's iconic. And by the way, I have that vinyl. I it's bet you fucking, do. It's a good fucking vinyl. Oh, Sounds God. crisp. <laughs> I just like put on my robe, put a, you know, make, make a martini and then uh, just uh, just engage in the James Bondiness, and it's it's fun. Um, but yeah, I mean this this opening it's it's very bare bones. He he's going. He exploded some sort of a a drug thing, and he left. He exploded it, and then now he's at a at his hotel. Turns out one of the people of the factory that he exploded was there and was trying to kill him, uh, but it didn't go so well. Um, I also wrote first of the unique credits and songs, as you alluded to, because this was the first yeah. one where it simply wasn't just uh, put a pro- point of projection at a girl in a bathing suit of the film. And then that's our opening right. credits. It was more of like, oh, we're going to paint him in gold. And we're literally just going to sing the title of the song, Goldfinger. Goldfinger. We're going to sing it over and over. And Which... it's like, see, this is what I mean. It's like, boom. Like, they, they had baby steps, and then boom, this is now Bond. Like, this is what it's going to be moving Oh, forward. okay. This is now Bond. I like that. It... This is now Bond, because that's, that's where you get to, like, where you get to the gold standard of it mm-hmm. all with uh okay here we have goldfinger goldfinger you know it, it it started everything it started the unique title sequence which is just projections of the previous uh films uh with the uh with the inclusion of the of the one that you're about to see which i was like spoilers you know <laughs> um but yeah, I think that was really cool. And then Shirley Bassey, that's regarded as like one of the best James Bond uh, themes uh, ever. I mean, it's simple. Goldfinger. He's a man. The man with the Midas touch, you know. And uh, it, it, she's become like a stable because she, uh, she does two more uh, themes after oh, this. Oh, really? 
Did did she do yeah. the Thunderball theme? No. Okay. That was Tom Jones. And in that one they sing just sang Thunderball too. Yeah, like Thunderball. Yeah. yeah. Funny enough. And then uh she uh Shirley Bassey, just so you know. Uh I'll give you the TLDR, I guess. Uh she did Goldfinger, she did Diamonds Are Forever, and she did Moonraker. The best of the best three. Oh, <laughs> well, wait till you get to. I, I'm I'm very interested to see of what you think of uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Well, I'll put it this way: it it feels like I'm still in the era of Bond where everyone just agrees, like, oh, these are the good ones. Mm. Like, I, I don't know what people think of Thunderball or You Only Live Twice, but it seems like they're still considered part of the era of the good ones. Yeah. It, it and it very much is, you know, Thunderball ha- has some of the iconic mm-hmm. imagery. Um, uh, you only live twice, especially when you get to Donald Pleasance, you know, as a uh, Blofeld, like that's iconic. And that's an iconic villain enough where Michael Myers decided to, uh, to spoof it in his I'll, I'll put it this way. Um, we're, we're like in the, the, the Disney Renaissance section. I'm ready to get, to the to the two thousands, two thousands Disney section <laughs> with with Chicken Little, Meet the Robinsons, <laughs> um, and well, even um, the the more I still consider good ones like you, your Treasure Planets, your uh, mm-hmm. your Atlantis, weird ones, maybe Empire. ones that aren't given the love that they should be. Um, so yeah, I <laughs> okay. I like this movie. I, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I think it's. I think it's a uh, like. This is like. Oh, they they actually threw money at this and all that stuff. And you got like some iconic things. I mean, first of all, you have Gert Frobe as a as a Ulrich well, wait, Goldfinger. I'm not there yet. I'm not there. Okay. Okay. All right. You're going in chronological well, order. I have to. The... That, that's the only way I can keep it all in one my head. Okay. Together. Okay. It's probably a good thing that I've seen a couple more Bond films after this because <laughs> looking back, this doesn't seem as bad. Um, but oh boy, there's a scene, <laughs> I think, when he's talking to M where he's with a lady at, at, at the pool. And then. No, it's Felix. Felix, Felix Leiter. Gives a shit. They all look the same. Point being. <laughs> Are you telling me that all white people look the same? No, just him and M. Those two white people look the same. Um, okay. He, he, you won't say that when you come to Casino Royale because uh, Felix is played by uh, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, probably not. Um, but okay. And Judy Dench, Dame Judy. Never Dench. heard of her. Um, okay. He's with this uh, f- female companion, obviously. And then when he says he goes to Bond, like, oh, we need to talk, he literally looks at her, <laughs> says, man talk, and then just spanks her away. I was I I couldn't wait to hear you describe that scene to me. <laughs> so you so you know, you know the scene. You know, I know. You know it's bullshit. I know. I know it's bullshit. Like, just the oh smack my bottom. God. Him vacationing in Florida. <laughs> Man talk. Oh, God. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, and don't get when we get to pussy galore, we'll get to her and oh, her character. Oh, I have thing. thoughts. Do you know? Oh. <laughs> I have some thoughts. Thoughts galore on pussy galore. Yes. All um, right. Okay, continue. <laughs> oh, I I wrote because I at this point I had just watched three of these motherfucking films and I was like the women in these <laughs> films are cartoon caricatures like and it gets worse with each film they literally just meet him and they're like please have sex with me and it's like pl- like begging and it's like oh my god like every oh. female character is ridiculous. You mentioned uh, f- like cartoon characters. Uh, in Diamonds Are Forever, uh, there's two femme fatales in the movie, and one's named Bambi, and one's called Thumper. <laughs> <laughs> you see, at least that's like mask off bullshit. Like, that's at least like, okay, this is funny. But you could tell this shit was serious. Like, so it's like, oh, gross. It's fucking gross. Also, it's kind of what they, what how they viewed women at the time, and it, it oh, it sadly hasn't changed much. <laughs> well, I gotta watch them all, so we'll see. We'll see how the change. We should make a chart. No, I'm talking about like historically. We should make a bond chart of misogyny. Bond chart of misogyny. Off okay, not that high, and it slowly gained. Here, it had like a mild spike. Um, is it Thunderbolt? Oh yeah, that's oh, like a Thunderball. fucking huge spike. That's horrible. Yeah. That one, holy shit. That one that's that that's the biggest spike I've seen of them all. So but we'll get to that one after this one. Oh, okay, so after that, I, I literally uh wrote in all caps and a little um what's it called? All excitedly. Gold member. Cause I only know him as gold member. <laughs> With his Scottish okay. accent, um, not even the not even as the king from uh, from uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, no. Um, but you know that movie was written by Ian Fleming. Oh, right? really? Yeah, I should have known by the misogyny. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, that's great. Um, this is where it's like. They've kind of done it with the previous villains, but especially with this one. He's always wearing fucking gold. You know, he, he's he got a a unique accent as far as like the, the Bond villain goes. You know what I mean? Um, right. Which, by the way, that's not his voice. Oh, really? He was dubbed? Yeah. Cause, okay. With good reason. With good reason. Because you couldn't fucking understand him. He had a thick German accent. Oh, yeah. He's German, could... not Irish. You couldn't even hear him. Oh, that's even better. Because that's that's how deep it was. It was like, oh, and you know, it was like that. But then, sorry, uh, sorry, uh, German listeners, uh, you found that offensive. I apologize. But that's, I'm just giving a a, a blatant example. Uh, When you hear him, that is not his voice. And they were like, we can't use any of this. So. They brought in someone to uh, to dub him, and it, it, it's ridiculous. And Gert Frobe, you know, uh, did he get all yeah. mad? And he also, I don't know. I don't think he even saw the well, movie. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, he also played the king in uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. That's where I was making the the reference. So okay. Anyway, continue. So 
but what I did find interesting is he doesn't come off like it seems like every um Bond villain, especially in um today today's Bond films, comes off like mm-hmm. this this massive menacing you know war you know mastermind warlord type individual and this dude just mm-hmm. comes off like he's got a gambling addiction uh like an <laughs> uncle with a gambling addiction like he doesn't come off much like a bond villain which i think is kind of funny um but then uh, kind of works in a way i don't know um yeah <laughs> It makes him unique uh, and interesting. I'll put it that way. And like his obsession with gold. Gold. And... I like gold. <laughs> Those are the real Bond films. I'm sorry. Daniel real Craig. God, God dang. He was like, it's hard to make a Bond film because like Austin Powers already <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Goldfinger, he's a really interesting thing. Uh, his, his plot. Well, have you? Did you write down uh, his secret? Uh, his plot. That's also an interesting and fun plot for a villain. Is he's basically going to rob the was it Fort Knox? No, he's not going to rob Fort Knox. He was going to nuke it, making uh, all the gold. In uh in Fort Knox valueless, so that his gold could go up in stock. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. See, that's interesting. That was his evil plan. I I always like when they or can should do I say- something more than just release a virus or steal a atomic bomb. If they could do something a little bit more than that, um, uh-huh. awesome. Because that those two and this have been is- done to that. Like, like of all the James, of all the Sean Connery films, this is the only one not to deal with Spectre, um, at all. It's just like one off. Like, oh, he has to fight. Yeah, this it's one just this Gold random Baron. dude who's like, I fucking love gold. Fuck everyone. Um, <laughs> with his uh, with his uh, Asian compatriot Oddjob. Oh, that's right, Oddjob. I I must have written some shit on here about him. I'm pretty sure I did. Uh. But yeah, the plot is really interesting. Or should I say Operation Grand Slam? You know, because that's what it's called. You know, you could get it at Denny's. Oh, and I wrote under this, because um, obviously uh, this is when he goes to talk to her. Uh, Money Penny just uh-huh. trying to fuck. Like, yeah, again. Come on, come on, Part my three. dude. Come on. You're, you're literally just laying it down all over the globe. Throw a little Money Penny's way. I don't think that's too much to ask. Throw a little money Penny's way. Okay. Yeah, especially because she's actually, cons- maybe it's because she's consenting. He doesn't like that. That's why it's like, it's not a challenge. <laughs> it's not a, <laughs> this douche bond. not a, not a douchey thing yeah, to like over, be a douche about over get through. Um, Oh, okay. I wrote this. Uh, Q has a lo- laboratory with even better gadgets. So this is the first time they actually gave Q a, a lab. And it was like, look yeah. at all these cool ki- things. And it's kind of used throughout the whole entire series. Uh, the closest that it looked through to... Because uh, it kind of changes 
throughout the whole thing and especially when you get to like the different uh different movies like octopussy he has a secret lab in india or wherever he's at mm-hmm. you know and it's just like he has like labs scattered around the world kind of thing and it, and when you go back to like the first uh doctor no he literally just walks in and he's like oh i got a gun for you it, it's printed to you <laughs> and that's it yeah <laughs> but here you know and- He's got a big ass slap, and I forgot what he had. Was it? Is this where he gave him the car, the tricked yeah, out the car? Yeah, the Aston Martin DB5. Yeah. yeah, that's that's like regarded as like the best Bond mm-hmm. car. And honestly, if I had all the money in the world, I, that would be my ride. <laughs> it's a beautiful car. I like it, um, especially with the the ejector seat option. I don't think that's for retail. Oh, I have to get that exclusively at Q Branch. But the la- the next time it looks like that, like in Goldfinger, like the lab, uh, you get that in Spectre. Oh yeah, that's whoa shit, really? Yeah, Damn. like his his lab looks like that in uh, in Spectre. But I'm saying it took that like, long green. For th- to show the lab again. To show that kind of oh, lab, okay. yeah. There's labs of of course with with a uh, Q branch, but it's constantly changing. The next time it looks like it does in Goldfinger is Spectre, which again that's the reason part of the reason why I like Spectre. But we'll get to that when we get to that. What's next? On um, this one I laughed out loud, and I went ha 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 ha. He killed her with the hat. Um, <laughs> Isn't that a weird like like like? henchman gimmick yeah, as well. Yeah, the hat. Like, why is that? It's so dumb. I love it. Um, But I can't... Did he just, like, throw it at her head and just, like... Like... Yeah, because it's, like... It has, like, blades, yeah. you know, hidden within the fabric of the of the brim. And and then, yeah, he does. And also with the statue. With the, yeah, with the statue, he just, like, throws it. Statue. And statue. Yeah, showing, like, his, like, strength. And plus, he crushed a uh, crushed a golf ball in his hand and gave it to Bond. Uh, um, I and he doesn't say anything. Oh yeah, he never said. Well, that's what a good henchman does. Um, you hench. So yeah. after that, I think I I didn't write this down, but I found it so odd. A, a chunk of this film, odd job is. Oh, you you have the no no not odd job. Oh, you, you have the classic scene where it's like she was suffocated by gold. Um, which I also, that's actually interesting. Like, oh, like she couldn't breathe because or her skin couldn't oh, breathe. the paint. Yeah. But which they, which they, uh, safely tested on, uh, Kari Byron on, uh, Mythbusters. Oh, really? Safely yeah, tested? Yeah, they were like, yeah, safely tested. Yeah. They had like medical, uh, uh, medical personnel on, uh, on Did site. Did it work? Did she die? Uh, No. Oh. Of course not. That's lame. She was just like, "Oh, I was just painted and all oh. that." So they, so it was just like, it didn't exist. Um, but. but there's this weird chunk of the film where she dies, and then he goes on after trying to sneak after um, Goldfinger, and I guess her sister, like, pops up. Like this other girl pops up for a while, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. I see, Tilly Masterson. I see what they're doing. The like she's gonna sisters. be the Bond girl. Okay. 
And then she fucking dies, like, a scene later. Like, you literally just figure out, like, she's like, oh, I'm, what's her name, sister? And you're like, oh, okay, so this is how, this, this is the motivation for this character, this is how we get to know her. And then she fucking dies, like, a scene later. Like, it genuinely feels like this was, she was supposed to be the Bond girl. This was her, her, like, leeway into the film. And then, like... I don't know, like, people didn't fucking like her on set, and they're like, okay, we fired Get her, out we gotta here. write her out of the film, and bring some other uh, girl in, and then she'll be the Bond girl. Because it's just, I think it's so weird. <laughs> like, the way she comes in, like, oh yeah, I'm her sister, oh, she's dead. Well, why go for that when you have pussy galore? Do you admit it's weird? <laughs> That's my point. Uh, and then like she was trying to avenge her her sister. That was yeah, that, but that side shit plot. went nowhere. That's what I mean. <laughs> and it's like you're gonna get a lot of that in James Bond. Like you build it, you give her an arc, you give her a reason, and it's just like, oh, she's dead. Okay, I guess that was <laughs> that was fucking weird. But it did lean to I, one of the most iconic scenes and I recognized it right when it happened because uh-huh. I typed out in all caps freaking laser beams um, freaking laser beams is when he gets captured and then again very again this is he's been captured in previous films but this is like arriving at Bond like this is officially Bond now he's you know tied up to the table and they got a Laser beam gonna cut through. Gonna cut him in half, starting with his gold member. Um, and he's like, and then of course you know, no, Mister Bond, I expect you to die. And that's like, God, like there's so many like iconic moments that a lot of people like turned like, oh, that's Bond, you know, and all that stuff. I mean, it's just like, it just so happened. It was like that. They didn't plan it or anything like that. It's just one of the things that is like popular with Bond, you know. Uh, you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. Like just like little nu- gold nuggets like that. You know, I'm trying to keep up with the theme, gold. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's completely iconic. You know that scene. I mean, a lot of people turn to like, oh, what's what's the best torture scene? You know, people turn to that or the ball busting scene. I have no idea which one that one is. The ball busting scene from Casino Royale when his balls oh, were getting busted. Oh, when they hooked him up to uh. Yeah, when they when they uh when they sat him down on that seatless chair and they were uh, beating up with the rope. Yeah, that was a bit rude. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this one though. That was very rude, Mads. Mister mm-hmm. Mickelson. I do feel though like so many times within this film, and again, I totally get why this became a fucking thing to satirize in the Austin Powers films and it's like why don't you just fucking kill him like what do you why do you what are you doing take him behind a shed and blow his brains out like why do you still have like so many times the villain will capture him and then they'll he'll they'll provide him with clothes and a place to shower so they can come have dinner and talk and be like yeah so you'll never stop me and he's like oh that's where you're wrong i will stop you <laughs> like a battle of the egos kind it of it is thing. just like just fucking shoot him in the face what are you waiting for <laughs> and oh yeah by the way this has got to be james bond at his worst at uh being a spy cuz he's always constantly five steps behind everyone 
Well, also, when you give your actual name to fucking everyone, you're not a spy. Like, I'm again, that's just shit you got to go with. Businessman, maybe. The name's Bond, James Bond, which, by the way, returned after uh, not being used in From Russia with Love. Okay. It was never really supposed to be a thing, that thing. The name's Bond, James Bond. I'm pretty sure none of it was supposed to be a thing, but then it took off. So then they're like, well, let's keep doing it. Yeah. Um, Like Bond, like Bond himself. I, this is my one sentence thought on pussy galore. Oh, one sentence. Holy shit. Okay. Why is the only female with personality called pussy galore? (laughs) She's the first one that's basically just told James Bond, like, kind of fuck off. And in this entire series and you know she's got she's got a bit of spunk to her and it's like oh you know and it's like cool character what's your name pussy galore they gave the one female character with like an ounce of chukspa and named her the degrading also, name pussy galore want me to want me to give you some more insight on her character sure it's implied she's a lesbian too. Of course, of course, of course, because it, the only way that a female could not be interested in James Bond is if she were a lesbian, and of course, James Bond's just masculine charm would cause this lesbian to turn. Of course, this is the way it would be fucking written. Oh, my God. That's why she had that passing line. Number one, it's implied that her flying circus, the the plane squad that she's with, uh, it's implied that she's had relations with all of them. Uh, Where is this all implied? Okay. Uh... The books. Oh yeah. The books, okay. Mostly, okay. Mostly the books. okay. I'm just okay. I'm just making sure um, it wasn't implied in the film or if like I fucking missed something or anything. But there is an implication of uh of a uh, her being kind of a lesbian in the in the movie as well. Uh where she said you could turn off your charm, I'm immune. Kind of okay, thing. but see no 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 that no no she fuck you no no I refuse that's, but that's what it meant no but it that's such bullshit because that um automatically assumes that a woman can't just not find him charming like it's literally to the point if you're a misogynistic writer in the I, 60s I know yeah. I know okay I should probably save my right because it literally means nothing you're right but like <laughs> this idea that the only way a woman could not find him charming which by the okay which he's which oh she's gotta be a lesbian she's gotta be a lesbian he's gotta oh, be uh, by the way Ian Fleming hated the lesbians. <laughs> uh, I bet he hated anyway. women more in general. Oh, he went off on a holiday to his house uh, in the GoldenEye estate and wrote books uh, uh, to forestall his wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, just a little insight. So these books were written because he didn't want to get married right away. <laughs> um, anyway, so what's next on your notes? Um, well, this was the last part of my notes. Uh, I, with each film, I, I've, I've noticed I've been writing more, which uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I just get into the groove of it. It, it helps with the thinking. Um, and Process. that was odd job fight was cool. And that was a cool fight. Yeah. Uh, and and because it's basically inside the giant vault, and then you know he's fucking mm. throwing hats everywhere, throwing fisticuffs, like and, and then the yeah. way that he kills him was with like through the wire, um, because he throws his hat, and then into the the steel bars, and then when Odd Job goes yeah. to grab it, he he electrocutes him, and it's like yeah, which is nice, awesome it's a nice uh, henchman death. Yeah, um, I like. That scene, like, I like how, like, all these fights, like, there's kind of, like, uh, I hate to use this word, but I'm going to say it anyway. Grit. There, like, it, like, it has, it's, like, it's cheesy, gritty kind of thing, and, like, the both are married well, you know, and it start it starts with this movie. You got, like, the realest fight that you got, you know, if you're going through, like, all this, is with uh, Red Grant. And uh, from Russia with love, but that's it. Uh, but with the this movie going into it, it uh, like yeah, that scene is really nice, and it's like you know he's using the uh, gold bar, and of course, when the uh, when the safe is going off. Speaking about the not not the safe, the bomb. Of course, it ends at 007. Yeah, I saw that, and I was just like, oh, like uh, get it. Mm. You know, kind of thing, and it and it's and it's funny. It's funny. I think it's funny. I think a lot of it is funny, but uh, that's where we're at. And then at the end, when he's at the when he's in the plane, uh, and then uh, he gets uh, or Goldfinger gets sucked out. Oh yeah, he gets thrown out. That's fun. That's good. Um, and it of course ends with him sucking face with pussy, pussy galore. galore. Oh god, <laughs> that shit is so dumb. Who said? His last line, the last line in the movie is, who says you need to be rescued? Oh, it, it, he says something like, it's no time to be rescued. Rescued. Yeah, yeah and he's like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> I'm James Bond. Yeah. Um, then it ends with the James Bond theme and everything like that. Uh, I. It's really interesting, like, not many James Bond movies take place in the States, and yet this one is. Yeah, that's another thing that's interesting about it. It takes place in the United States. Um, yeah, and oh, and it's funny how, like, in order to, like, show that they're actually in Kentucky, they filmed in front of a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, yeah. Because that's American They're culture. like, oh, that's American right there. You gotta have some fried chicken at KFC. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, uh, that's right. That's pure-blooded American right there. You gotta show that. <laughs> Um, ridiculous. I mean, overall, I do think it's it's the best. Like every everything that uh, the other films so far, and I think even in a lot of ways, the couple that follow after have been leading to. It's like okay, they they really they nailed it down what they want it to be. When when whether it comes to like villains, action, um music title cards location how it's shot um 
just so many like the gadgets the cars so many little aspects of james bond for the last two films had been whittled down and then boom they're at they're at the center of what it is and or at least what they want it to be and what it has Mm. stayed for all these all these decades um so yeah I mean, obviously, made in the 60s by a rampant misogynist, so there's definitely shit I do not like um, in that aspect. But as far as what it is, um, or what it's trying to be, is is like a James Bond film. It's the best of these old ones I've seen so far, including Mm -hmm. a couple of the ones that we're going to get into as the shows go on. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. I think that obviously means I enjoyed it the most out of all of these I've seen so far. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll get into it. I, I again, you I I'm, I can't wait to see you nosedive into the Roger Moore era. <laughs> Everyone knows that's the best era, so. Uh may 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 uh, Roger Moore rest in peace. Uh anyway, how did uh, the first James Bond fucking outlive them all? The first James Bond? Oh, Sean yeah. Connery. Uh, I have no He's idea. He's still alive. Raging. raging uh, oh, it's because he, he drank from the cup of Christ. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. That's true. He did. That's how we. That's how we uh, stayed alive. I think we made that joke last. Uh, we'll last make it every episode. time, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, so uh, final thoughts on gold. The uh, Goldfinger, or uh, you're finished. I'm finished. I, I said them. I said my piece. Okay, okay. Now let's talk about any strikes like Thunderball. All right, that was horrible. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Thunderball, a, a personal favorite of mine. Really, really. Okay, we will get into it. Thunderball. Okay. Directed by Terrence Young, 1965. I think I was about. Which this is a very interesting. This is a very interesting uh, movie as well. Like all the like, the studio politics of oh, it all. Okay. Starting with this with this movie okay. as well. Look up, look down, look out. A criminal organization has obtained two nuclear bombs and they're asking for a hundred million pound ransom in the form of diamonds in seven days or they will use the weapons. The Secret Service sends James Bond to the Bahamas to once again save the world. And boy, does he go to the Bahamas, shit. Uh, uh, This is Aquaman. (laughs) This is fucking Aquaman. That's what this fucking film is. Just because it takes place in the under uh, under the water. There's a huge and, battle like, underwater at the end in which he comes in with like a fucking trident. This is fucking Aquaman. Seventy five percent of the of the film takes place underwater. Which okay, first of all, this was like the first time people saw that this shit. Like, oh, you could film underwater. Oh wow, that's cool. Well, let's let's and start. Let's boy, take it from the beginning, young young lad. Um, All right. Okay. The, my first notes were, uh, "Thank God he's dead." <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> because it started with that tease at a funeral with JB, and I'm like, "Yes, he's dead." 
Oh my god. He's fucking done. Uh I don't know how they're gonna do it for the rest of the yeah. series, but okay. Fucking last Jedi this shit. Kill kill the main hero. Let's see what else we can do. Um but no. It turns out I guess that was like a villain or something. Had faked it. Yeah, his Spectre death. Spectre Agent. Uh I didn't realize that, so I wrote, ha 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 ha, he punched the widow. But apparently <laughs> the widow was actually the villain dressed as a woman to like evade James Bond, I guess. <laughs> to go into hiding. Yeah. Um which that's not a good uh not a good tactic. Not a good tactic at all. I did write though, this dude can really fight in heels. But he did holy throw shit when he th- Yeah, he did throw down. That was a good a lot of under uh under and over cranking of the camera to like speed up some yeah. things. Uh but holy shit when he gets the jetpacks though. Okay. That that was I I wrote something. <laughs> okay. When that happened, I literally just wrote he flies now. He flies now. Yeah, he <laughs> flies now. J- James Bond, oh, like this, like can you imagine just being, you know, there and it, like the audience's reaction for the first like, time? It's like, oh shit, he could fly. That's when I was like, oh fuck, they literally just pulled out a fucking jetpack. Okay, like we've officially hit camp area, <laughs> full on jetpacks. Um, which I like how he uses it once just to like get off a building and then never pulls that shit out again. Oh no. And then he goes into the Aston Martin. Yeah. Oh, and I did write cool car gadgets. Cause I think like he, um, I don't know what he like, he like, you know, very classic James Bond, uh, spy shit. He like lifts some panel and pushes buttons. I don't know if like some slick yeah. shit came out that made them slide or what. I can't remember what it was. Go go gadget oil oil slick, slick basically, yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, we're we're officially in the James Bond that I kind of understand now. <laughs> the cheesy, okay, gonna use your gadgets mm. and call it good, yeah. Uh, and then it goes into the title sequence and. Probably one of my favorite title sequences. (laughs) This is what I'm telling you. This is where they started having themed James Bond films, where it's like, uh, the where the last one was Gold Member. This one's like we're the undersea, uh, James Bond. The next one, yeah, a lot of diving. The Japanese James Bond, and this one was the Gold. So we're gonna, yeah, Um, uh. And I think, like, this is a really interesting, uh, you know, thing to thing to get into, you know, because I think that with this movie being said, like, it does have a lot of the, you know, class. I really get into the the Tom Jones theme, like, of all, like, because it's like big, brassy, you know, epic, you know, and then the title sequences. Like all the blue and like the vivid colors of it is just fucking gorgeous to look at, and I think that with just that opening right there of that he strikes like thunderball, you know, it's just like there's kind of mystery like that, like ooh, who is he talking about? You know, is he talking about James Bond? Is he talking about 
uh, Emilio Largo, the guy with the eye patch, and we, which we get into later. Uh, which we're gonna get into like gimmicky uh, 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 villains in a bit with Emilio oh, Largo, I'm sure. Yeah, and like just taking off from there, I was like, Spectre is back. Blow Blofeld still has hair because so far they've had him like his face be ex- obstructed. Uh huh. But even with both times they've done it, you can still tell that tell that he's wearing fucking hair. He's not bald. <laughs> it's all that nuclear testing in the next uh, sure. the next time around. Sure. But the, you know, it does have him with his cat and whatever. Um and then Oh, how's your how's your uh, wig perception uh with the last two films? Oh, very very apparent. Very yes. apparent, you could tell. Which one is more apparent, Goldfinger or this, uh, this one? one? Or Thunderball? Thunderball. This one? Very uh, Lego, mm-hmm. Lego hair esque. Um, this part made me laugh out loud again, where I was like, "Okay, they did the Austin Powers chair kill henchman thing, where he like presses a button and it like kills the henchman sitting at the long table, and then number five, I don't tolerate failure, and then it replaces it with another chair. Like that was one yeah. of the biggest running gags." In fucking Austin Powers, I was like, "Oh my god, they fucking did it!" <laughs> it's a Austin, it's a James Bond spoof. You know, the whole yeah. Austin Powers thing, and I think that's I, I. Now looking back at it, you know, knowing the two franchises, it's, it's very funny knowing where everything comes from. Even when we get to the ruffled shirt in Honor Majesty's Secret. Oh Service, God, is that where it comes from? That's where it gets from. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, but Thunderball, like I think that this is the most gorgeous of the of the uh, of the films that uh, they did. The location's the most gorgeous. I'll put it that way. Like the colors of the locations, the way that it it's shot. It, I feel like I'm watching a film in Technicolor. You know, it's like vivid, bright, and all that stuff. I think that it was like for the sheer simplicity of like cinematography, uh, Doctor No reached kind of that level. Um, but Thunderball, like it's most vivid. You know, there's a lot of blue, and I love myself some some good blue tint in your uh, in your uh, films. And like the 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 plot is contrived, yes. You know, oh, we had to get to the, you know, gotta stop to the this two. Place. For some reason, it's two and not just one. But we, yeah, we get the oh, two. to up the ante, to up the ante with the, you know, two oh, bombs. it's not just one, it's two. Yeah, like oh, you know, he said, hey, it's just not a good day to get rid of a bomb. I, I think, yeah, and that's why it's probably one of my favorite because it's like gorgeous to look at because like part of these movies is a travelogue you know like oh you want to visit these places and it, it is very much like that yeah a lot of blues um let's get to the spa because i'm pretty sure you well, want to talk about that. that i wrote um someone needs to fuck money penny oh yeah because <laughs> i think i can't remember what but there was probably something where like money penny was flirting again and then she got the cold shoulder which is some bullshit. How long do you... 
Yeah, he was. She was like, uh, you know, with you know, yogurt and lemon juice kind of thing. Like it was like uh, he said something like to the vein of like, oh, I'm gonna put you across my knee and you know, spank you and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, with, with yogurt and lemon juice. Yeah, what? Is, you know, come on, Bond, settle down with Money Penny. You old bastard. Okay, don't worry, I'm on that <laughs> shit. Oh uh, yeah, let's let's get this out of the way because this is this is by far some fucked up shit. Um, <laughs> okay, wait. First, first, yeah. before we get into that, how long do you think he's in that spa? I have no idea. Okay, because in the book, he's there for half a year. Wait, f- for real? For reals? Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the book and the movies are different, but holy fuck! Yeah. The reason why he's there for half a year is because number one, like he's had like one too many hangovers showing up to work. Uh, his his diet is shit. He's out of uh out of shape. Uh, he's not he he's getting a little bit sloppy on the job, and you don't want your James Bond to be sloppy on the job. His diet is shit. Did I say yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, he smokes like three packs a day. Uh, he, it's just, he's a mess. He's an utter mess. And, uh, M was just like, you are going to get yourself fixed up and you're not going to go to work until you are, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then he, he gets like, uh, he, he gets fed like soup and crackers every day and, and like uh, he, you know, he loses a lot of weight here, and you know, he starts get, getting like physical. Like he has like my physique going, in, and then he comes out like Daniel Craig esque, you mm-hmm. know, uh, coming out of the spa. So, uh, and that's years of like just like gambling, smoking, eating, you know, being lazy and all that stuff, and. That's how he is, and yeah. uh, that. So six months, okay. six months. That's the that's the difference in the book. Um, well, I wrote about three notes leading up to my issues with this whole spall scene. The Get first one him. was okay. He straight up molested this girl because the yeah. first part was he was running around doing some shit, and then like she comes to him, she's like, "Come on, Bond, we gotta go do this or whatever for your spall." And then he just, boom, he forces himself on her and kisses her. Like some real Donald Trump shit. Like, <laughs> bad. Fucking bad. And I was like, ugh. Okay, like he straight up blasted this girl. And then what happened next was he was on this table thing. The stretcher. The stretcher. Yeah, the spine stretcher. And then one of the bad guys, like, boom, turned it up to 11. And then I wrote, yeah. I think this table just raped Bond. Because visually, that's the way it looked. It looked like he was humping the table. Yeah. Um, And then it's like, oh, he then pressures her, the, the, the lady with whom he molested before, who several times had straight up told him no, although this is Bond world, so that probably just means she's a lesbian in the mind of Ian <laughs> Fleming. Um, he then pressures her into sex or loses her job. This is what people are talking about when they say James Bond. James Bond beyond problematic, like just straight up sexist in the worst kind of way. 
like honestly up until this film it's like okay obviously the 60s so there's gonna be some sexism there's gonna be some but you didn't expect like the level um but i was actually surprised because the first three films it's more of just like oh these women of course they're in love with him and stuff like that it got a little bit bad in the last one where he it's like man talk you know smacks her ass you know like it's like you know roll your eyes and shit but it's not overtly like this one just straight up fucking rape like holy shit and then of course it's played as oh isn't he charming no he isn't oh my god Um, fucked hard kind of thing yeah this is this is as problematic as problematic comes and you can't Escape you can't, it. yeah. You can't just kind of talk around that. So I just want to throw it out. There. And then all of a sudden, after that, she's like, "Oh, by the way, call me." Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's like, oh, well, God, like I don't want to get into this, but it's very much like, oh yeah, she put up a fight, but you know, a bond. You know, he really charmed her into liking it, or like so, something real gross like that. Like, oh God, uh, uh, no bueno. I do not like. I do not like it all. Let that's why like uh like they changed some things like I know you didn't see it, but I saw it. Saw what? And I regret and I regret seeing it. Uh Grease Live when it came oh, out uh, a couple okay. of years ago. Okay, and there was a song uh you know Summer Loving, you know. Summer Loving. You know, and there's a line where one of the greasers say, you know, did she put up a fight? Yeah. You know, uh, that was a that was a change to was she uh were you all bark and no bite you know or something like that oh okay in the live action to where it's like change like that mm-hmm. um and you could see like different uh that's definitely bad but that's like a song lyric like d- don't get me wrong bad but this is straight up like you're seeing the shit happen. showing that shit from your supposed hero like. And I know what what year was it? Still the sixties. They put they pump they pump yeah. these babies out every fucking year. Nineteen sixty five. Oh, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like by the time you get to you only live twice, Sean Connery is just like fucking shit. I am done with this. I am absolutely done. And like the way he performs in this one and Di- uh, Diamonds Are Forever, you could tell that he's absolutely done with it. Um. And. I uh, that is the part where you know where I admit that yeah the the series I I love the series but I admit where it is problematic you know extensively and heavily problematic at uh, at certain aspects but uh yeah anything else on your notes um a lot obviously um okay Oh, and I guess this is the sequence to when they're they're stealing the bomb, because they have this uh-huh. other whole thing where like the bad guy girl. Oh, Fiona Volpe. Yeah, her. Um, I, this is Spectre doing this shit. She's one of. But she's a Spectre agent. She has a Spectre ring, which we'll see. Yes, later on which in becomes the movie. A, a fucking thing. Um, and they hire some dude to change his face to become the the bomb operator to steal the bombs. Gets a little greedy, mm-hmm. but because of that, they're like, "Ha ha, fuck you!" 
You need oxygen to breathe. No oxygen for you, you bitch. Like, that's basically how that goes. And yeah. what did I write? <laughs> um, I, I wrote, they dubbed a toy plane in a tub. Because <laughs> they're the... That is, that's totally what they did. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cute. They went to Albert Broccoli's uh, bathtub mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, drop this thing in there. Let me dip a camera in there as well. Yeah. Good. We have the footage, Terrence. Oh, by the way, I, I, I meant to tell you, get to get into the inner politics of the movie. Okay. So this movie in Fleming wrote the teleplay of this movie. Mm-hmm. He wrote the teleplay uh, uh, and Kevin McClory produced it and uh uh harry saltzman and uh albert broccoli they all got together and they're like this is going to be the first james bond movie thunder however they were like looking at yeah they were looking at the budgetary concerns about this movie because like a lot of the technology kind of didn't exist when they were getting around to making uh, dr no so they changed it so part of the part of the rights of this story and some of the elements in it belong to the producer i mentioned kevin mcclory Mm -hmm. Uh, Kevin McClory, uh, he was a stinker, and he was like, you know, okay, you know, the James Bond movies are gonna go to me, right? You know, and he's like, you know, I get to produce these movies going forward, and you guys are gonna executive produce, and then he was like, uh, no, you only signed on for the one film, and then Kevin McClory was like, oh, fuck this bullshit, you know, fine, you know, and all this stuff, I'm gonna withhold the character, you know, the Spectre, uh, Spectre name, Ernst Stravo Blofeld, and just everything that's related to Spectre. I'm just going to hold on to that, and that's going to be mine, right, after uh, uh, Die Another Day. That's why in the Roger Moore era, uh, the Pierce Brosnan era, Timothy Dalton, and part of the Craig era, you never got Spectre or Ernst Stravo Blofeld, which, which is maddening after... Uh, after uh, uh, diamonds are forever and the where that le- leaves off and all that bullshit, um, that's why I was so excited going into two thousand uh, two thousand fourteen when it was announced that the next title was going to be Spectre and it was announced that Christoph Waltz was going to be in it because I you automatically, automatically know what you're fucking getting. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, okay, Christoph Waltz is obviously going to play Blofeld. Uh, and then uh, Spectre, you're, you're naming it Spectre. And by the way, gorgeous poster. It's so simple, like the octopus logo of Spectre. And it's just a gun shatter uh, on the glass. And it's making the octopus little little thing. Mwah, beautiful. Uh, but yeah, we never got that. There's a little jab of that when we get into For Your Eyes Only. Uh, they jab. Uh, there's like a little like jab and all that stuff of uh the Blofeld character and Kevin McClory and all that stuff. But yeah, it was such a huge thing, and b- the Broccoli's were trying so hard to get the rights back to Spectre, because that was like their big bad. You know, that was their that was their Thanos. Did he Imagine. die? Is that why they got it back? Yeah, yeah, and then the rights revert reverted. He took back it to too. his grave. <laughs> yeah petty bitch um but yeah he took uh so that's what happened with the, all the inner politics of thunderball it's really like it's re- like it goes more into depth about that but just the gist of it that's what it is and it's just years of bullshit and petty pettiness going forward 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, continue with your uh, analysis. Again, this is where it gets fuzzy. Uh, shit starts to melt together. I wrote badass bike. If I remember, there was a badass bike. Okay, Fiona Volpe's bike. Yeah, she like shot something at him through the bike, and I was like, yeah. she blew some shit up. I was like, oh shit, that's a badass bike. And it uh-huh. exploded. And then, of course, in all caps, they said the title. They said Thunderball. Yeah. Operation Code Thunderball. Name. Codename Thunderbolt, which is really interesting. Also, in that scene, it's kind of cool because you see all the other double O's. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, there is other agents other than this one motherfucker that they have. And there, there's 10. One is a female. 009 is a female. What? Uh, Yeah, 009 is a, is a female. Because you, if you count the, the, the seats in which they're sitting... Like it goes in order, and like the seventh seat is empty, waiting for James Bond. But the ninth one is a is a female, which is just crazy. Also, that map room is probably the most like impractical, uh, map room ever. Yeah, because it's like at an angle. It's freaking ridiculous. But it's grand. I I never mentioned this. The production designer. Until we get to uh, the spy who loved me, his name is Kevin uh, uh, Ken Adams, and goddamn, like his sets, like his set design is so sophisticated and grandiose and big and all that stuff. It's just, I think it's beautiful. I think it's gorgeous. But anyway, continue. Okay. I wrote, ha 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 ha, number two. This is Austin Powers, because that's when I realized his name was number two. <laughs> yeah, and he had the eye patch like number two. Every every reference I now get from Austin Powers just makes me laugh so much. Uh, Frickin' pull sharks. <laughs> he has pull sharks. Um, that's great. No laser beams on the pull sharks, which is really a missed opportunity. But... Yeah, sharks with freaking laser he beams. He does have full heads. And I think there's a sequence where yeah. they feed they feed some dude. One of the one of the uh uh failed agents they get to that. Uh yeah. Let's talk about Emilio Largo. What do you think about his character? Number two? Yeah. He's pretty good. Um he kind of comes off as like the typical bad. That there isn't much to differentiate him beyond his eye patch and him being number uh-huh. two. Um, who does number two work who for? Who does number two work for? <laughs> work for? Damn, buddy, what'd you eat? <laughs> uh, I. I uh, number one. I like the name of his of his uh of his yacht. The SS Disco Falante. <laughs> That's a great name for a yacht. <laughs> uh, also, another thing, uh, I like the casino scene when was like, uh, oh Bond God, was trying to casino scene. when Bond was trying to rouse him up, and he was like, "Oh, I guess you're facing the specter of defeat." I you know, too just trying like to get to aroused dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Austin Powers references galore. 
we're definitely going to talk about that after all the no time to die stuff is is past. We're definitely going to talk about the Austin Powers film. Um, um Okay, where was I? This thing keeps going back up. Um That's what she said. I don't know what I tried to write, but I put tropical Q. Oh, oh yeah, cuz cuz he's wearing like he's wearing the Hawaiian Hawaiian yeah. uh, thing. He's wearing a bowler hat and he's like wearing flip-flops and all that stuff and he's like, "Hey, Bond, you know, I got a new gadget for he's you." Like, Happy you to know. see you, Bond. I'm just here on vacation. Here, Anyways, here's your new uh here's your new watch. It's a Breitling with a Geiger counter and uh and also your uh your breather. Your underwater breather. Here we go. You know, and use that. Yeah, that was fun. That was I didn't fun even remember what I wrote. Okay, tropical cue. If you have any, if you have anything vague, like if you write anything vague, I'll help you out. Okay, I know these. And movies. then of course, uh, water fight because they yeah. fought underwater. Like it was the most ridiculous fucking shit. They literally had scuba harpoon guns, people with gar- harpoon yeah. guns like an army run at another group of scuba people with harpoon guns and it's like fucking lord of the rings where they two groups just underwater. run at each other uh i think i think that sequence was fun like there there's a lot of fun like cuz it's like madness really underwater and like it was really well done. Every, yeah. It was a really fun, it's like, well, unique action sequence. Also, you could tell what's happening. Yes, I, I, you, you can. Know, oh, I forgot to mention that in the to the table that we did. Uh, you can actually uh, see all the action, action going yeah, on. You could actually, yeah, you could actually see all the action that's happening. You could see... All that stuff, and I think that that was a welcomed addition. I oh, I, I did like, write no shark fight, massively disappointing. <laughs> they never fucking fought a shark, and like they tease that shit. They tease it so much because you have that one scene where uh, Bond is trapped in the pool with the sharks, and then mm-hmm. they have sharks come in when when they have their giant scuba battle in the ocean. And they tease some sharks. And I'm like, someone fucking just punch a shark in the face. By the way, Sean Connery, actually in that pool. With the shark? With the shark. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> I think they I think they, they told them that it would be like glassed off. And like the sharks would have been able to get them. And they were, they, were, they wanted a genuine reaction of him being actually terrified. Uh... And boy, they got it. Fucking shit. No wonder why he was pissed. <laughs> I would have been. I would have been very pissed. Um. What next, Peter? Shit. What did I write? Oh, I wrote this motherfucker finally got shot. Uh. Oh, Bob. Yes. Yeah, and he's trying to hide it and all that stuff, and like I, I thought that was really, uh, really well, uh, uh thrilling i guess foot chase throughout that uh parade yeah which but it's like did you note it did you notice uh uh they got a shot of a dog peeing in the middle of the street no i didn't notice that. yeah they got a uh this is my uh my uh look out for they uh there's a dog peeing in the middle of the street 
in one uh, in one shot. And then I wrote, I legitimately can't differentiate between these Bond girls. One of them died, and I couldn't tell you which. <laughs> oh, oh, Fiona Vope and uh, Domino. You know this? Okay. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this movie was remade. Remade with Sean Connery. Yeah, they remade this movie. It's called it's it's a non-canonical James Bond film called Never Say Never Again with Sean Connery playing Bond once again. And it's this film? And it's this film that was remade. Yeah. Why? Cuz Kevin McClory had the rights to only one of them. So, oh, so he only had the rights to one. So he one just film remade and some that elements. one film. Yeah, and he uh the thing about Never Say Never Again, which I guess we'll talk about that when we get to it. Uh, you know, an off off episode. Uh he Never Say Never Again went up against Octopussy. <laughs> so it was two so it was two bonds and one uh you know showing at the same time so one was Sean Connery. Was Sean Connery was cool with this dude then if he came back for this film or he hated the Broccolis. Oh really? Yeah. He went on I think it was Johnny Carson and uh they asked him, you know, oh who's your favorite uh James Bond villain? And he said, Oh, Cubby Broccoli. <laughs> Why did he hate them? Uh, I think like contractually contractual stuff. Um, he wanted to come out. He wanted to get out of James Bond. And yeah, I I could see him like being like a oh, fucking shit. I mean, this is the route that Daniel Craig would have gone had he continued after No Time to Die, like well after No Time to Die. This is this would have been the attitude that he would have gotten out of those movies. So yeah. Little tidbit that this movie was remade with Sean Connery again as <laughs> Bond, and uh, Kim Basinger, uh, what you know who she is, right? No. Uh, she's Vicky Vale in the Tim Burton Batman. Oh yeah, she's a Domino, uh, in this film, and Max von Sydow plays uh, uh Blofeld. Okay. Max von Sydow. So that's okay. So that's that movie. That's interesting. Anyway, back to the original. Um, oh yeah, this one, this one was the one that confused me the most with shit. I'm like, who's that Bond girl? That I thought she was dating the number two guy, but she's dead, and then she just popped up in this next scene. So you can't tell between a redhead and a apparently and a not Kyle. Okay, I guess. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way. Uh, the actress who played the actor who played uh Domino uh died recently. I saw that last week. Yeah, I saw that. That sucks. Yeah. But, anyway. Um. Oh, and this is where I wrote harpoon kill. This is literally an underwater gang fight with harpoons. It's great. Uh, this is basically Aquaman now. <laughs> and then when they got on the ship, I wrote that now it's battleship. Now it's battleship, yeah, and all the like. It's so interesting to see like how like action scenes were shot back then, because like the undercranking and overcranking of the camera, like you could tell like the camera sped up and all yeah. that stuff to make it more, I guess, exciting. Um, 
I guess that was their version of like the hyper edits that was like be in the Bourne films and all that stuff, like shaky cam to make it all exciting. That was that trend at the time. Um, there's this guy on the boat. Okay. That frees the girl. And it's just like randomly, okay. it's just like, oh, I'm this random guy you've never seen before, but I'm going to help you now. And it's like, okay, I guess. And I guess she was going to get tortured with an ice cube and a cigarette. Yeah. Or something apparently like all the alternating parts of that are painful. I don't know. Um, But yeah, to be fair, this is number two's fault. Like... At every moment he could, he was just hoisting his girlfriend onto Bond. And it's like, yeah. what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, you have James Bond who, like, fucking... He's got a reputation in this universe. Like, I don't, I don't know what got to tell a reputation. you. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... And then to constantly be like, oh, you know, you could you could hang out with my, with my girlfriend. I'm too busy, like, but please take my girlfriend out on this romantic holiday getaway. And it's like, okay, my dude, like, don't get mad when <laughs> shit and happens. Then at the at the end, he's like, you've been with Bond for too long. <laughs> you know, it's just like a complete, like, 180 yeah. on a character thing. It's, like... it's stupid. This movie is stupid, but I love it. It Yeah. It, 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 if, if, like, uh, what's it called? If also, Goldfinger the, the... hit the right balance, this is where it started to tip. <laughs> so to speak yeah um um but i loved yeah. all the anyway, stupid shit continue. the stupid shit was the best part the harpoon fight holy fuck harpoon gang fights there needs to be more of those in film like this was fucking all this was aquaman um yeah and he strikes like aquaman oh speaking of the theme another fun fact for yes you. um because I'm shocked full of them. Uh, Tom Jones passed out while recording this uh, song. <laughs> really? Yeah, because you know the final, uh, the final uh, belt that he's like belting out the word Thunderball. Yeah. Like Thunderball. And when he gets into that, he holds it on for so long without breathing and all that stuff. He passed out. <laughs> I mean, that's commitment. Woke up several hours later. That's definitely commitment. Imagine dying just because you gave it all in a fucking song. That's a that's fucking legendary. That were to happen. Also, also uh, the Nancy Sinatra. Oh, I'll talk about that when we get to the next one. Okay. Um, I mean that that's kind of where I I am with this one, Thunderball. Um, it's a little bit messier. I found there Uh to be a little bit less interesting. It was a little harder to keep my attention. Um, but when it did keep my attention, it had some of the most entertaining stuff so far in Bond. <laughs> like harpoon like fights. Like harpoon fights and, and pool sharks and, you know, shit like that. That's that's fun. Um, but when it's not that, it, it, it got a little too slow, got a little monotonous. Been there, done that, really, with a, with, with a lot of the shit. Like I said, it's like, oh, they got two atom bombs. Okay. Um, but when it's away from that uh, and just going for the goof, it's pretty fun. 
Um, so, okay. yeah. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I think my favorite of the ones we've talked about so far is Goldfinger. Um, but this is probably the most memorable underneath that one. <laughs> I'll I'll put it that oh, way. Oh, Thunderball because of the just of because the, the of the certain and... memorable moments, uh, especially in that third act. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's how I feel about that. Anyway. One. Uh, I I liked it. I I I really like it. I think it's a I think it's a fun romp. I I I like all the underwater stuff. I think it's uh it's a uh, filmmaking and cinematic grace. Uh, <laughs> Let's not get to, carried to away. To sound like to sound like one of those pretentious uh, things, because like it is a gorgeous film to look at because of all the underwater stuff and where they are. And I think that with that being said, I think a lot of stuff like lends itself to being that. And I, and I think that it's good because of that. It's good because it's good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I liked all. I'm uh, I I like it. So, yeah. Uh, did you like what you heard here? And if you did, you could check us out everywhere where the Red Spotlight Entertainment Network roams. And you could uh, you could check out what's going on in Red Spotlight Entertainment. You could check out what's going on in the Fantasy Fair. And the newly vamped uh, to the table is uh is up and running. You could check out all that stuff. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Peter. Uh, it's been nice having you uh, on this round of Bond and Beyond. Everyone, stay shaken, not stud. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>